0: welcome to the comic sauce podcast where we talk comics and comics culture presented by cape and cowell comics i am henry lu and today i'm joined by rainier rainier i uh i often refer to you as yes a friend from work <laughs> see what i did there yeah oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> how's it going I'm doing well. It's cloudy
1: outside. We're getting ready for rain.
0: Yeah, that time of year, getting a little colder. Um, but Thanksgiving uh,
1: is 17 days away.
0: Yeah, that's right. Thanksgiving, then the holiday season goes into full swing. Uh, but it's crazy. Before, I mean, it seems like not long ago, but it seems like the summer blockbuster season would be like completely gone at this point. But That whole landscape is totally changed. We're seeing some of the biggest releases of the year happen now, like at the end of the year. Yeah,
1: there's like no movie season.
0: Yeah, there's there's big time releases all the time. Doesn't matter, you know, what time of year.
1: We've got Justice League right around the corner.
0: Yeah, Justice League is is coming up. Thor Ragnarok just came out. Just came out. We're gonna get into that, and of course Star Wars next month, right? Star Wars. Yeah, episode eight. So um, yeah, let's talk some Thor Ragnarok. Now um, we discussed earlier, but we thought we'd take a slightly different approach, where the first half of the, the first half of the, this episode will be non-spoilery.
1: The shortest part of this session, I'm guessing.
0: <laughs> I think so. I, it'll be hard to to talk too deeply about it without getting spoilery. But then yeah, later on we'll we'll get into spoilers. So. Um, just in case you haven't seen it yet, um, uh, you can follow along for a bit at least, right?
1: Respect the spoiler.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So we can start with. Uh, well, I thought we start with your experience because you have not only seen it once, but you've you've seen it twice at this point, right? <laughs> I
1: have. Uh, I saw the I saw it uh, Thursday night with uh, a handful of my buddies, okay. and uh, I really enjoyed it. It's fun. It's really colorful. Yeah, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor had a baby, and that's Thor Ragnarok.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I feel sure. like the um, I feel like the trailers didn't spoil a whole lot of the movie. Not a lot. I mean, there was the big um, yeah. We're not spoiling the movie. We're spoiling the trailer, I guess, which is at this point totally fair, fair game, game, right? Yeah, but um, Hella does does uh, destroy Thor's hammer in the trailer, which is, that's a pretty big moment, right? Um, so there is a slight spoiler. But, yeah, the major plot points, yeah, I agree. It wasn't spoiled in any of the trailers. Hulk yep. shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, again, is in the trailer. I mean, stuff like that, sadly, we're, we're not going to get surprises like that anymore, you know? We talked a lot about Spider-Man showing up in the Civil War trailer. Um, it would have been cool if... No one knew that Hulk was in this movie, and then boom, he shows up. But, like, yeah, those days are gone. Like, it just, from a marketing perspective, they're not going to save that for the movie. They're no. going to use it. To I think that was promote. actually a big, a big draw,
1: and I think that's, they wanted to show that this Thor was going to be a different Thor from 1 and 2. It really was. Yeah. Probably yeah. my favorite of, of the trilogy.
0: A lot of people are saying that. Yeah, I think that's a general consensus. And speaking of which, um, we're going to go into some rankings, too. Uh, uh, after we, we do this non-spoiler segment, uh, I thought we kind of just kind of take a look back at the MCU and, and maybe give some rankings in, in terms of where everything stands. We're going to have like a hot or not session <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. Marvel you know, MCU. Uh, well, uh, last time um, when we were talking about the San Diego Comic-Con pre-reg, um, I kind of alluded to how I like making lists, you know, like, oh, the best moments at Comic-Con or just like just lists in general. I'm a list kind of guy. So, yes, I do make lists of like the best MCU movies, the worst MCU movies. And just uh, there's a lot of lists going on. The best so, friends in your yeah. life. When you're number <laughs> one on that list. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's get through let's get through our our non spoilery Thor Ragnarok review. You, you were you were kind of getting into it, so go ahead, go ahead and continue. What, what else? else could I say about
1: it? I feel like it was different overall compared to a lot of the other MCU's in general MCU movies in general. Yeah,
0: yeah. I They're, think
1: I you know I yeah. I want to say I I read an article or I saw an interview with Chris Hemsworth where. He had a lot of he had a lot of weight to pull in terms of how he wanted to be portrayed in the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I caught some of that too. That surprises me how involved creatively. He and so was. that's and
1: that and it's really apparent in the movie.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll get to the spoiler part about it. <laughs> spoiler part about it later. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, you do see this in the trailer. He his hair gets cut.
0: That's right. Right. And I that's think that right. might have
1: been one of the things that he requested or demanded.
0: Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, dude, like just from the trailer a lot of changes the hammer is destroyed he gets a haircut and uh yeah yeah just from the trailer alone it seems like it seemed like this was going to be a whole different thor and sure enough it was very different very different from any thor like from thor one and two or any of the Avengers movies to date right this is a whole a brand new thor for sure yeah
1: walking away from the movie yeah, we were, it was all laughs and, and
0: enjoyment. Was there anything that you caught the second time that you didn't the first time or any sort of new revelations, anything like that? You
1: know, Easter eggs in this film, they didn't,
0: I, I didn't catch, I didn't catch a lot of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It seems like the Easter eggs that were in the movie were pretty obvious, right? There, there wasn't any really subtle Messages, right? Right, at least that I know of, yeah. Yeah, no, they were all pretty upfront, yeah, yeah. Um, so on my side of it, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. I think my experience was similar to yours in that it was this big, bright, colorful, fun movie, you know. Um, and it was probably more than anything a comedy, it was just funny, it was just like laughs, like one scene after another. Just straight up comedy. You know, there's definitely action elements to it and um, and visually it was is very striking. But the bottom line it was it, it was funny as hell, you know, it was like it was just made for laughs.
1: I think what made it so funny too is that in this it it's as if Thor is much more self aware of his surroundings and where he is and where he comes from and how he is a fish out of water.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um it doesn't try too hard to make you, it doesn't try hard to convince you of the world he's in or, you know, him being Thor.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. They went kind of the complete polar opposite of that. They didn't try to explain stuff. They just sort of rode this wild train. They're like, we're just going to do some crazy shit and just come along for the ride. You know, um, about a few minutes in the movie, you know, I'm, I I'm tend to be kind of a stickler for like little things, like logic errors or continuity errors, that th- sort of thing. About a few minutes in, I'm I just I just like I'm not gonna do that with this movie because it's just so off the wall. You yeah. know, I'm just gonna just go for this crazy ride, and it, it doesn't really exist in any sort of reality we know. So why try to like tie any sort of logic to it? You know. It was just yeah. It was, it was just it was wild. Yeah, you know? just go
1: crazy, have fun with it.
0: Yeah, and you you could tell that they were really doing that. They were really going for okay. This shit is bonkers. You know, we're just we're. I mean, Jeff Goldblum is in it, and he's like as Jeff Goldblum-y as he has ever been in any movie. You know, ever. Yeah, and I, I, you could tell the director's probably just like, oh, just do your thing, just. He he might have even pushed him more to, to be more Jeff gloomy You know, uh, it's just wild. Um, you know that said, it's it's so out there and like kind of not tied into any sort of reality that it was sort of tough for me to have any sort of like emotional investment. You know, like the characters are so off the wall and the settings are crazy and the situations are crazy and it's fun, but. There wasn't, a, there wasn't a whole lot of heart to it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know. You know, there wasn't a lot of... It wasn't weighed down by a lot of backstory or origin settings. It was very present. Yeah. Very present and, and now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you we know, got a
1: glimpse of some history, but yeah. it was, you know, it was just... It was a flashback compared to the entire yeah, film. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it, it's funny. It is technically the third of the Thor trilogy, but it... It doesn't really have much to do with those first two movies, right?
1: It has almost nothing to do with yeah. the Avengers. Yeah,
0: or the Avengers, yeah. You know what right I too. thought was
1: cool was that it, they, you know, Thor and Hulk are very unpresent in the movies that had happened after Age of Ultron. And so yeah. there's that question of, whoa, what's Thor been up to? Uh, yeah, Where's yeah Hulk where are they? Been? Yeah. And I feel like they're like, well, let's tell the wildest story possible to explain their absence.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I say that the movie's not tied into reality and there's not a lot of emotional investment, I, I, you could tell the filmmakers weren't trying to do that. They, they they were doing this on purpose. They were making it this surreal sort of fantasy world, you know, um, and they were just running with it. You know, they 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 weren't trying to to get at your heartstrings, that sort of thing. So um, when I say like it lacked that. I mean it, they weren't trying for that, you know. So Yeah,
1: it, it didn't feel like they were trying to wedge it into the MCU and and trying to fit it as a puzzle piece yeah. into the into the bigger MCU yeah, picture. Yeah,
0: doing their thing. It looked yeah. like they had fun. Like yeah. it
1: looked like they had a fun time shooting this movie.
0: Yeah, it is it was kind of nice to see because you know, we've had discussions before about like the Marvel Studios formula, you know, stick to the formula yeah don't um, break continuity. I think this one certainly did not stick to the formula I mean it was it was kind of in that general framework, but it, the movie's so bonkers that you you can't really look at it as as sticking to any kind of formula, and I like that you know, like to have that sort of freedom to just do their thing was it was cool to see, yeah, you know yeah, all right, so okay, ranking time let's do this so in the interests of time um I thought we'd go through my list and then um, you know we don't have to go through every single movie there's a lot there's 17 Marvel Studios films to date that's that's a lot of fucking movies Um, so we don't need to go into detail in all of them Um, and we don't need to go like completely into your list you can just sort of chime in here and there Um, but yeah let's let's do this thing so um, I think it's timely because uh, after Thor Ragnarok Th- Thor Ragnarok um, there will obviously n- no more MCU movies this calendar year and this calendar year happens to be the 10th year of the MCU the first MCU movie was Iron Man 1 came out in 2008 and yeah this year is the 10th year and Thor Ragnarok wraps up Uh, wraps up the year and it is the 17th mcu movie so there's a lot um so yeah let's start with with thor ragnarok um this is funny because i I didn't i didn't plan on it being this way um, but it is right in the middle Um, i have it ranked at uh number nine so eight in front eight behind so i wanted to, to, to call out this one first because it's very telling because I really enjoy this movie it, it's like I said it's a fun movie um, but these movies these Marvel Studios, Studios movies have s- set the bar so high that this movie is is really good and yet it's like right literally dead center right in the middle and and that, that really speaks volumes for how much I love these movies I think they're great and uh, like I said the the bar is set very high uh, so let's uh let's go go down the list here okay so here are my rankings in order from best to worst so number one and this is was easy was, there's was, there was no it was not difficult at all captain america the winter soldier and i think uh people know me know that i love this movie and i don't even need to get into detail it's just to me it's 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 a perfect superhero movie and not only is it a great superhero movie, but I would say it's a great movie. Period. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, so e- easy, easy. Okay. So number two, the first Iron Man. So I talked about this just now. Two thousand eight, the first Iron Man came out, and not only is it influential, it you know it paved the way for all these movies to come out, but it's a great movie. You know, like it, it's it stands strong you know and it, it holds up you know it's like almost 10 years old now and it's it's a great flick um, so not only influential but yeah it, it's just I, I I when I was compiling this list I just I, I, there was a lot of sort of looking back like how did I feel after I saw these movies for the first time and this one in particular like it was like it, it was like a slap in the face in in the best possible way you know it, it was like what yeah it, what is happening like this is amazing you know like i didn't think a movie like this could be made and it was, i was witnessing it you know yeah yeah iron man one launched the mcu yeah it did and and more than any other movie on this list it was it was risky after it came out and it became a big hit then like the money was there people were supporting these movies People are aware of these movies, but when that first Iron Man came out, it was risky. You know, Robert Downey Jr. was not, you know, this A-lister, and he was not, uh, it, was, it seems crazy now, but he wasn't, like, uh, the, the first choice in everyone's mind. Like, oh, that guy, that guy, isn't that like the washed-up guy from the 80s, you know? Um, so I, think there was,
1: I think there were two different camps there, because I remember when I heard that casting announcement, I was like, wow, that's actually perfect. Like, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. And lo and behold, he is Tony Stark, like yeah. on screen and off screen. Definitely, definitely, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I think uh, I, I had a similar thought that I was like, this, this is a smart move. You know, I, I, I like it. It but did
1: put RDJ back on the map, though, right? Because uh, I mean, can you yeah. can you think of what he did before Iron Man? This launches career the same way like Pulp Fiction did. Oh, so. yeah, or relaunch it yeah, the yeah. same way it did yeah. so for uh, like I know John RDJ and Pulp Fiction.
0: Yeah, yeah, the John Travolta thing. That's a good comparison. But yeah, the, with RDJ, uh, his his career it wasn't just up, down, and back up. I mean, he's kind of had these little resurgences even prior to Iron Man. Um, but I think right before Iron Man, yeah, his career was really in a shitter. Like he wasn't doing anything of of, of note. Okay, let's keep going here. So number three, Avengers One, another super influential movie that kind of in that Iron Man camp. Not only was it influential, it uh, it sort of it it paved the way for all these like shared universe movies. Uh, But again, wildly entertaining. Like it's just it's just great. Like you know, I I think there's. It, it's it's re- referred to almost too much now. Like um, we see on these Marvel Netflix shows and pretty much every other MCU movie, there's some sort of Avengers reference. And to to me, maybe too much. I'm like kind of over that. But there's a reason for it because not only, like I said, is it super influential, but it's just a great flick.
1: Yeah, it's the first hero ensemble. Yeah. Where they had their individual movies: Cap, Iron Man, Hulk and then they put them together and wrapped a nice bow on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, it was one of those moments that when when they all came together, it was mind-blowing, but it also was like, why didn't anyone else do this before? Like, it was really the first time it was successfully done and it seemed like, like a no-brainer now. So now you see a lot of these team-up movies and like shared universe movies and stuff. Uh, but Avengers was really, uh, it, it really paved the way. Okay, number four, Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, this one, this one is, is definitely near and dear to my heart. Like I was really looking forward to this movie when it came out. That's not really the consensus. When it first came out, um, Captain America was not like a, a big deal. Like people, like you look, at, you look at the way, how popular Cap is now. That wasn't the case when Cap 1 first came out in 2011. Uh, I certainly was looking forward to it and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and we talked a little bit with Thor Ragnarok how there's not a lot of heart in the movie. Like, there's not a lot of emotional investment. I thought with Cap 1, it had a lot of heart. You know, when, when he's like, uh, there's a lot of this, uh, the little Steve Rogers. I love that stuff, like the underdog. You know, when he goes, "Here's to the little guys." I love that shit. You know, and then there's a romance with him and and Peggy, and then sort of the tragic, uh, star-crossed lovers at the end. It's it's great. It's it's, it's kind of sappy, but you know, in a good way. You know. Yeah, I I was on the the camp side of sort of a
1: lukewarm uh, receipt mm-hmm. of the movie yeah. when that movie had ended. It felt like that. It felt like Cap One was very safe, like. There weren't a whole lot of risks taken in that movie. Sure, mm-hmm. the heart was there; that was great. But like, I don't. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like when I look back at it, I agree with you regarding Cap Two. Like Cap Two is awesome. Yeah. And it was it's it's Cap Two that I think made Captain America One like just a little bit better because <laughs> you know just you see the progression of, of yeah. Steve Rogers.
0: <laughs> right, and that that's not uncommon. Like um, I've heard people kind of revisit. The first Captain America after Cap Two and Three, and be like, "Oh, hey, yeah, this is, you know, I get it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm down. You know, um, but there are some who who were down from the beginning. Let's just but put it I that I think way. Captain America One <laughs> was. It felt like
1: it was a bit of a tease because you know that's what was leading into the Avengers.
0: Yeah. But who
1: knew we were gonna get Captain America Two Winter Soldier?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that whew, that another another point about the brilliance of Cap 2, totally unexpected. Like, I was completely blown away. I'm like, I, again, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I couldn't believe how great that movie was. You know, I was a huge Captain America fan. I enjoyed Cap 1 a lot, but it, it was such a grand slam that it was, yeah, the, it, it exceeded all expectations. And expectations is a lot of how I rank this list too, um, especially with some of the lower-down ones high expectations can kind of, I don't want to say ruin, but sort of, um, you know, bring down the movie going yeah. experience a bit. Right. Okay. So moving on uh, next on the list this would be number four and five. No, no, sorry. Five and six, respectively. Guardians of the galaxy one. And then guardians of the galaxy two um, similar to like the heart of, of Captain America, the first Avenger, there's a lot of heart in these movies. Like um, the reason why I would rank these two movies higher than Thor Ragnarok is because there's a heart to it, you know, like, um, and I guess we should give a spoiler alert uh, about some of these movies because I'm gonna get into a little bit here, but uh, the death of Yondu in Guardians 2. Um, I, I came really close to tears. From a guardians of the Galaxy movie like I talk about not expecting that you know I, I was I almost cried and that's how effective it was you know uh, very entertaining uh, action wise comedy wise but both one and two yeah there there's 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 a lot of heart in those movies um, going back to just the group dynamics and the relationship between the different guardians like rocket and Groot and just you name it um, yeah, they're they're like it's like this 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 happy little family, you know, and and you know I just I, I love I love seeing that kind of stuff, right? What What are your thoughts on, on the Guardians movies? Uh, they're they're ranked pretty high here, so and yeah. I think they're generally beloved, but like, you know, I'm a little surprised you know, that what you do you,
1: think? you don't have uh, Ragnarok uh, like right next to Guardians of the Galaxy because the same tone and feel yeah of Guardians was also in Ragnarok.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I totally see your comparison of, of Ragnarok with the Guardians movies, but I'm telling you, there, there's a heart to those Guardians movies that I think is just kind of lacking with with Thor 3. Um, it just, yeah, I, it, 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 Thor 3 was fun, and I was laughing, um, but I was also laughing with the Guardians movies. But what, was, what I didn't get with Thor 3 was any moment where I was like, close to tears. That that I not nowhere close to that, you know? Uh, so that that was kind of the factor there. And yeah, Thor 3 is, is coming up soon. But, okay, this might be controversial. After the Guardians movies, the next one to me is is the first Thor movie. Uh, I thought this was a really good movie too, you know? Um, and maybe more so than anything is that expectations factor. I expected nothing out of this movie. Like I've never been a huge Thor fan uh, with the comics or just just the character in general i've never been a huge fan um and i think when i went to see this movie it was i mean shoot oh yeah, at this point i was like i was already like okay mcu movie sign me up but i wasn't totally looking forward to it and i think it was more my wife wanting wanting to see the hot guy from star trek <laughs> than anything so i was like okay fine we'll go see it um but it really blew me away like i thought it was super funny and and there there was some uh, of any thor movie i thought it was um kind of grounded in some reality because he becomes mortal at one point right and he has to deal with uh, the problems that us ordinary humans have to deal with right so i thought it was just funny like the whole fish out of water stuff and loki was great like what a what an MCU debut for Tom Hiddleston. He was so awesome. He was really the emotional center of that movie and his dynamic with with Hemsworth and Anthony Hopkins was was like awesome. So that's that's that. Uh, next up, uh, Captain America's Civil War. Now this one, I think a lot of people rank a lot higher. You know, this is kind of, it's in like the middle of the list here, right? So uh, some, I, I think it's, highly um considered to be like the best one um and certainly there are some amazing moments but like uh you can probably tell from the ranking so far that the captain american movies are like are, are really beloved to me and to me this has been spoken about a lot not only with us but elsewhere but it's really not a Captain America movie. It's an Avengers movie to me. It's yeah. it's more
1: Avengers, Avengers 2.5, two point five,
0: yeah, than than Cap three, right? Uh, so yeah, and then after Cap three, Thor three, Thor Ragnarok. So like I said, number nine, right in the middle. So uh, quick pause. What do you think so far about about uh, Henry's rankings here? <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, Henry's list. Total disagreement on any of these. I, I know y- you regard. Thor Ragnarok as the best Thor movie and I did rank it a couple slots higher uh but yeah what were your thoughts uh your general thoughts uh, thus far
1: why don't I uh give you my general thoughts at the end because I feel like I feel like I, I could kind of summarize I I, the, I think our lists would be sort of similar
0: here okay okay um so you just w- wait to yeah the end to, to pick me apart basically let's let's go through this
1: <laughs> and I'm gonna fire shots at
0: you. <laughs> all right all right <laughs> Okay, so we're at uh, number ten, Spider-Man: Homecoming. I'm uh, a little
1: surprised, actually, how higher up that list, higher up that is on the list. Because homecoming. You, I, you had, you, I remember when we reviewed this. You had a lot of, you had a lot of um, issues.
0: I I did, and I still do. Um, yeah, no, I struggled with this one a bit because I... Hulk, I, actually, I'm a little surprised about <laughs> Hulk
1: and Doctor Strange. Okay,
0: well, we're, hold on. We're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. So um, first off with, with Homecoming, so yeah, I kind of struggled with this because I did have a lot of issues, and I did rewatch watch it um, more recently, so I have seen it a second time, and my, my thoughts are pretty much the same. Enjoyed it, but lots of issues with how it completely broke the Spider-Man canon, uh, like you know really just almost pissing on uh like the original spider-man story you know like completely like changing it like in crazy ways um and i you know i have to be honest that the spider-man character is is so beloved to me that I, i that alone like lifted this movie in the ranks just because of just because it's Spider-Man, you know, and it sounds stupid, but like that—that's genuinely how I feel. Like it's like I can't, I can't put Spider-Man lower than like a Hulk movie, for example, right? It just I can't, I can't do it. You know, there's no way. Uh, so, and that said, um, watching that movie again, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, there is a, a lot to like about it. it. It's it's a really fun movie, and you know, there's probably a good reason why I have it right behind Thor: Ragnarok. Similarly, they're just they're just fun. You know, you know, we're living in a time of mass shootings and, and a terrible president, and it's kind of nice to sort of just lose yourself in pure escapist escapist entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. And like with Thor: Ragnarok, Spider-Man: Homecoming, it's very popcorn entertainment and uh kind of empty calories but you know it, it's it's fun stuff. Okay, next up. The Incredible Hulk. So this is like kind of a long forgotten MCU movie. This is just the second MCU movie, the only solo Hulk outing of the bunch. And um and according to Mark Ruffalo, we'll never get one because <laughs> of Universal Studios. Right. Right. Yeah, so this or is Or Universal like, Pictures. So yeah, this this could be it. Not that that was a factor for me. For me it was more like um, I just, I, I just sort of relived the experience after seeing it. I really liked this movie when I saw it. You know, maybe if I saw it again, it would have been like, oh, yeah, it didn't really stand so the test of do you, time. Do you
1: remember that Iron Man and the Hulk they came out the same year?
0: Right. And, uh, yes. And I think it right. was
1: Hulk that came out first, Incredible Hulk. And this isn't the one with. Um, this this is this oh. is the, that's not the Ang Lee one. This is the one that was done. This is Ed Norton as yeah, the Hulk. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, this is no. This is a legit MCU movie. Robert Downey Jr. does make an appearance at the very end, and it's in that universe. Uh, I, you know.
1: I you know when I remember when both of these movies came out, I I actually enjoyed. I, I want to say I enjoyed the Hulk more
0: so than than Iron Man, if not putting them on the same playing oh, wow. field. Yeah. Uh, it's surprising to hear you like Hulk more, but I almost, I almost understand that because when I saw this movie the first time, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Give me more of this shit. Um, I liked Iron Man a lot more, but to me it was kind of like in that same ballpark. Like this is, this is great. You know, Edward Norton had a a really good performance and it's a good story. Um, I think what I liked scenes.
1: Yeah. What I think I liked about the Hulk is that again, it wasn't weighed down by a ton of backstory or origin. It's like he, Everyone knows the Hulk.
0: Oh right, right. Yeah. In fact, you see his entire origin happening in the opening credits. Yeah, and that's it. It's and done. So it just leaves <laughs> room
1: for more storytelling. Yeah. And it just dove right into it, and it was action-packed from the beginning to end. There was a lot of heart.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some pretty good supporting performances by William Hurt and uh, Tim Roth as the villain. As the villain, um, uh, I really enjoyed him. Uh, so that's that. Uh, next up dr. Strange uh, so now y- you said you're surprised about where I put dr. Strange like uh, how do you mean do you, you, you thought I put it lower or do you think I'd put it higher? I,
1: I thought you would have put dr. Strange a little higher actually
0: okay it sounds like maybe even a little higher than spider-man <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah you know um, yeah no, nah, I, I did I certainly did enjoy it but um, n- not a lot okay so this and this goes again to how much i love these movies like we're, we're getting pretty low on this list now um but at this point i'm still giving these movies a thumbs up like i enjoyed doctor strange um definitely had some issues um you know there's been there's been a lot of talk about the ancient one and how there's a lot of like Cultural appropriation there, and can we just set that aside <laughs> for now? We can. <laughs> yeah, well, let's just talk about the story itself. Let's put that aside, but um, that one did kind of weigh on me, and I, I have to say that it did factor in in this ranking. Th- th- that that whole thing. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe that's why you're surprised because I think my enjoyment of the movie was maybe a little higher than where I'm ranking it, but the whole uh, Ancient One business is, I think Brought it down a little bit, so yeah, okay. So I think that partially explains that. All right, next up, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, So yeah, we're getting pretty low down here, Um, and this is this is totally that expectations thing. Like I was super highly anticipating this movie, and I felt like I think I'm not alone here. But it was a bit of a dud, you know. Like there were certainly a lot of moments to enjoy with this movie, but just Comparing it to how great the first Avengers was, and um, all the solo efforts with with Cap, Thor, and Iron Man, like yeah, it, it, to me, I couldn't help but feel disappointed. You know, it, it just it, it was kind of fizzled out. Yeah, Avengers
1: know? two was the case where it felt like there were just too many studio executives wanting to, you know, weigh in on their yeah. influence in the
0: film, and it mm-hmm. seemed
1: really clear that was there. Yeah, which made it for a very disjointed. Storyline,
0: mm-hmm. and I think I have heard that uh, you this know is, this
1: is what broke Joss Whedon.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is his exit from the MCU. It's uh, such a shame. Yeah, and I think what I was just about to say was that my understanding is that uh, he wanted to do some cool shit, make you know, make it different from the first Avengers movie, uh, but there was a lot of pressure on him to just stick with the formula like just do what you did the first time it was awesome you know but that's such the kiss of death you know it's like oh just do what you did it's it's just yeah you you can't take that approach you know and that's what that's how it felt like they were just kind of going through the motions you know and the stuff that was different it was weird like that whole thing with with black widow and hulk like getting together (laughs) the
1: sun is setting
0: yeah yeah stupid (laughs) easy there big guy Uh, yeah and uh uh, the, the whole that Hawkeye's family and the, the, the farm, it was, like, just garbage. And, like, uh, Quicksilver, like, I get rid of that guy. Like, hey, he's terrible, you know? Uh, so, yeah, a lot a lot of shitty stuff in that movie. A lot of good stuff, too. Uh, that party scene where they're, like, trying to lift Thor's hammer, like, cool. Um, but there's, uh, yeah, ultimately. The one where Thor has to go take a bath and... <laughs> That was weird, too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah. That was out there. Uh, Scarlet Witch was cool. That was one of the highlights for me, seeing her yeah. cool debut. Well, the Hulkbuster was awesome. That was pretty cool. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, but, yeah, ultimately, yeah, I think the the negatives weighed outweighed the positives a little bit on this one. Okay. Um, getting down to the dregs here. Iron Man 2. Um, very similar. I think Iron Man 1 was great. And I think Favreau had a lot of pressure to sort of do the same thing, man. And uh, it kind of, it kind of fits. See, I, actually, I liked Iron Man too. I would have, I would
1: actually put that higher up on the oh, list. Oh yeah, yeah. I
0: Why? didn't feel
1: like I didn't feel like there was anything that was too forced in that movie. I mean, we do get War Machine. Yep. We do get
0: Whiplash. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, you're well, a little lukewarm well, on, on Whiplash.
0: Yeah, it's okay. Like, I did, I did like that. That scene when they're in Monaco and Iron Man puts a suit on from the briefcase—that yeah, was briefcase pretty fucking suit. cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. But that was like a uh, kind of a lone highlight in a pretty bleh movie for me. But, what was bleh about it? Yeah, yeah you know, it I did for me. It did feel like like it was just sort of a a uh, a poor man's Iron Man one. You know, it was, just a rehash. You were looking yeah. for something new. Yeah, like the Whiplash. You know when, uh, when at the end, when he is in his full armor, it was almost exactly like the Iron Monger at the end of Iron Man One. You know. Actually, I
1: can also you can also argue that like in the first Iron Man, like I really like the first Iron Man. Yeah. But the end scene when he's fighting the Iron Monger, it is pretty anticlimactic because he does some spectacular things in the beginning, in the middle of the film, in the Iron Man suit.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. When he's when he's taking out like the middle eastern terrorists and stuff yeah 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 And he's flying alongside
1: like you know air force you know the the air force and like
0: oh yeah the like the dog fighting stuff yeah 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 yeah. very cool Uh, yeah i agree yeah so is that is that
1: what it is it was just a it was just a reskin of the first one is that what it felt like to you it did feel that way to me okay well i like the first one a lot
0: and like if they reskinned it for the second it's fine with me okay gotcha (laughs) okay next up ant-man um I mean, to me, the, the <laughs> this is kind of like a personal reason why I have it so low. It's the, the history of this movie. Um, the the great filmmaker Edgar Wright was really the person to bring this to the big screen. This movie, um, and it was years in the making, and I was highly anticipating it. And he was essentially fired from this movie. He was supposed to write and direct, um, and that that really. That weighs in on it? Okay, let's set that aside. Oh, absolutely. As- let's
1: set that aside. Okay, let's set that aside. <laughs> okay. And let's just talk about the story itself and the characters itself. Yeah.
0: Well, if you put it that way, I probably would rank this higher, but kind of similar to the ancient one stuff. Like I I can't I can't put it aside. It I has can. to be it's part of my experience. The whole time I'm watching this, like, how much better could this movie have been if Edgar Wright was still on board? You know, what could it have been it could have been so great you know um, but in was the there end, any was there any I,
1: reveal as to why
0: he was fired do you know what direction he wanted to take ant-man in um, so it's all speculation at some point I'm really hoping at some point maybe in the far future there'll be some sort of tell-all um, but here's my take is that he, he he he's a creative guy his movies are are, are different he has a very distinct voice and it's kind of like what we've been saying with iron man 2 and avengers 2 they the marvel studios has a set way they want to do things there are exceptions thor ragnarok um other films guardians of the galaxies uh, the two guardians of the galaxies movies i think are are, are are very creative um but i think this was a case that where marvel was like no we you can't just d- listen to us you know you you what do you mean be creative (laughs) yeah exactly yeah you could could take your that independent spirit shit and and do your thing in low budget movies Shaun of the Dead whatever Uh, here you listen to us and he just he's he's not the type of guy who works well in that environment so um, I think that's what happened sadly okay Uh, so second to last I struggled a bit with these last two because both of them By the way, I would have put Ant Man higher on the list for me. Okay, Uh, that's what I figured. That's what I figured. It It was funny. (laughs) It was certainly funny. I think. uh, I think. um, Oh my God, I'm forgetting their names.
1: Uh, I think uh, Ant Man's posse was actually just as funny, and uh, just as entertaining as like, you know, the center core of the character. I mean, Mm. of of the story. Like, that's a good point. Yeah,
0: he had he had a cool crew. Paul Rudd was great. Um, Looking forward to seeing more of Evangeline Lilly. In the sequel, uh, so I will say that. Uh, so next up, Iron Man three. Uh, so yeah, to, to 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 finish off the list, Iron Man three and Thor two. These these two movies were like pretty much the only MCU movies where I was like, no, <laughs> like big thumbs down. Like I just like. Can we just I, I, say Iron Man three is garbage? in the end. I, <laughs> I I I mean. Is there anything good we can say about Iron Man? I mean, Man like 3? I, I
1: see what they wanted to do. They wanted to show what Iron Man can do outside of the suit, and that he's more than just a suit. But I wanted to see Iron Man.
0: Yeah. The bottom line, it was an Iron Man movie with our, without Iron Man. <laughs> and at the end, <laughs> you know? they like fixed his
1: uh, arc reactor from his chest to you know relieve him of that of that weight, which
0: is almost completely weird. dismissing the first two Iron Man movies entirely, right? Yeah. Which is, like, stupid. And
1: that was Brett Ratner, too, that did that, right?
0: <laughs> oh, was it? Was yeah, he directed Iron Man 3. No, no, no. Uh, Iron Man 3 is directed by Shane Black. Shane Black. <laughs> Wait, let's double-check that. <laughs> yeah. Let's fact-check. I
1: thought it was
0: Brett Ratner. Uh, no, no, you're thinking of uh, X-Men, the third X-Men movie. That was Ratner. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was tough to rank... Thor The Dark World after Iron Man 3 because, yeah, Iron Man 3 really had almost no redeeming value. Uh, but, yeah, the second Thor movie, it was, I mean, to me, it was a snooze fest. Was, I, I got nothing out of it. I think at least with Iron Man 3, you got Robert Downey Jr., and he still had his swagger, and, you know, I, I definitely had some laugh-out-loud moments with him doing his Tony Stark thing. Uh, but yeah, Thor: of The Dark World's like just yeah, uh, like kind of like what you're saying. Like, there's not much to say because there's really there was really nothing good about it. Even even the Mandarin
1: was a terrible. Villain.
0: Oh, don't get me started on the Mandarin. You know, the more I think about the Mandarin, that makes me almost <laughs> if want. An, if you have an issue with Doctor Strange, then you definitely <laughs> have an issue with Iron Man absolutely. Three like, and the Mandarin. Yeah. The more, if you, if we continue this conversation, I think Iron Man Three will slip to the to the, the bottom because of. I see your face getting Mandarin. red with anger right now. Yeah, yeah it's not, it's, it's, it's not a happy thought. So, <laughs> okay. Right, you want my summary take on this? Please, absolutely.
1: So, Iron Man One. In the Incredible Hulk, Cap Two. So I'm I. The way I structure my lists is I'm I'm gonna put these in buckets. And okay. Those are gonna be like the top buckets. Okay. Basically, every first movie of every MCU movie I really enjoyed. Um, I I mm-hmm. feel like it it's hard for it was hard for them to. You know, up the ante for the second and third films. Cap Two was definitely the exception where it was just like you said, like it was something completely different. Like, whoa, where did this come from? Yeah. Um, I feel like Iron Man Two is an exception for me, maybe not so much for you. Um, I'd put those all at the top of the list. I feel like a lot of the second and third movies is where they struggled because there's that expectation, right yeah, and it's yep. like you gotta you gotta meet and exceed that and, mm-hmm. and it it gets tough and
0: when, you're kind of s- stuck with what you did in the first one. You have to like maintain certain plot lines and like yeah it's it's hard to sort of outdo the first, right
1: yeah. But Ant-Man, I'd put higher up the list. Doctor Strange, I'd put higher up on the list. Again, those are those are the number ones, in, in, in whatever trilogies they're gonna have.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like a number one issue one with a comic. Yeah, it's always. like... I mean, you get something
1: fresh and new. Yeah, and it's different. Like yeah. every every number one movie is different in its own way, and they tell their own yeah. story. Uh, it's it's really the sequels where where you know where they're the biggest challenges. That's why I'm a I'm a little worried about Infinity War, just yeah. because you know. Age of Ultron was, you know, it didn't quite meet
0: that benchmark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm I, i I'm worried a bit about this, uh, yeah. that movie. I mean, it seems like there's just a buttload of characters in it, which there might be too many characters, you know, so.
1: <laughs> Guardians okay. 2, the, another exception. I thought the second one was just as entertaining, if not maybe more entertaining than the first one.
0: Yeah, I, I ranked them one and two, but they're like, for me, also, they're right, like yeah. on that same wavelength. I mean, for me, really, it's like all the first movies that came out.
1: I mean, those are all I hold those all in high regard. Mm. Iron Man two, though, man. But the standout sequels: Cap two, Guardians two, um, Thor Ragnarok. Those stood out as like you know, as, as the follow up movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But okay, Iron Man two, I wouldn't <laughs> put so low. I mean, we get the yeah. introduction of – well, not the introduction, but – well, you do. You get the introduction of War Machine because he's Rhodey in the first movie, yeah. which is Terrence Howard. But then we get
0: um, – oh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Let's talk about that. So that was another reason why I didn't like Iron Man 2 is because it didn't have Terrence Howard. I like Terrence Howard more as Rhodey than Don Cheadle. You know, what I read you? this article
1: where, where Terrence Howard was actually paid more for his character in Iron Man 1 than – Robert
0: Downey Jr. was paid. I think I did hear that. And he
1: yeah. was requesting for some ridiculous amount for the second one. And that's why they were like, oh, we're going to move in a different direction.
0: Man. Yeah. It's like, it's hard to say uh, without knowing all the facts, but it's just disappointing to me. But, but
1: I, I, I do. And this is the thing, too. Like, I really like how they introduced you know, um, Don Cheadle as the new um, roadie by when they speak directly to the audience. Yeah. He walks in, he's yeah, like, that was funny. I'm here.
0: This is me. Deal with it. He yeah. literally says that. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's very wink, really, wink. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was you know, it's a nice little line. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That, that 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 second Iron Man movie didn't do a whole lot for me. So we're getting short on time here. But any thoughts about um, where we think you know future MCU movies? Uh, Will fall in this whole ranking, you know. Any thoughts on like we got uh, Black Panther coming up, Avengers, oh, that's Infinity be on the top World. Of the
1: list. I think that's going to be on the top. That's going to be somewhere <laughs> in the top. I'm sure of it. Again, it's one of the first of of you know of its kind.
0: Yeah, and you know, you talked about the freshness factor. Like, I guarantee you, it's going to f- feel fresh. You know, like not only is it like the first movie, and you have talked about how that can work well but um i mean just kidding like the the cast is unbelievable like all these black actors it's gonna feel like a a a breath of fresh air you know um how good we'll see but i I think i'm kind of anticipating it's gonna wind up pretty high up on on this list as well
1: infinity war i'm a little worried about it yeah
0: me too (laughs) i kind of feel like i'm gonna get like a Cap 3 Civil War reaction from it. Like, there's going to be some really cool shit in it, but just, like, a lot of characters and, um, you know, ultimately, yeah, middle of the road kind of be, thing. It
1: might be Chris Evans' last uh, Captain America appearance.
0: <laughs> right. It, that's maybe the biggest question is, are there going to be major character deaths? You know, it's possible. Um, and if they're ballsy enough to do that, that might... That might up my ranking if, if they if they have the guts to, to like kill off major characters see that's the dude. thing
1: so so a lot of people have gripes with like the justice league and how there's a television universe and there's a movie yeah. universe right right i think it's smart for them to do that because then the guy that plays flash right now on the television series, series grant Gustin, right yeah everyone's like why didn't they just slot him into the movie like that would have been perfect hmm but it's like, what if one day he's like, oh, "Fuck, I don't want to be the Flash anymore." Yeah, <laughs> then that has to—they have to like pivot their entire storyline, like for the television show and the movies.
0: Oh right, yeah, yeah. There's that like level of flexibility just isn't there. Oh, that's interesting you said that because I thought what you were getting at is that you know with these Marvel Studios movies, like let's say they do kill off Captain America. That's the only Captain America we have, right? So if Chris Evans is gone, the world will be without Captain America in any movie or television form, right? Yeah. And then what do they do? They reboot him again? I mean, they could. I mean, you know, there there has been discussion about um, Bucky or Falcon taking over the reins See, that, that's um, sort of the
1: scary thing like you know 10 years of, of the mcu like they've told enough stories where they're almost like in this they're they're wedging themselves into this corner where you know maybe a lot of these actors don't want to continue making these movies yeah uh, then what do you do then you've got a you know is there going to be like a mcu
0: hiatus and they're just <laughs> going to wait for everyone to kind of forget these movies and then reboot it again oh, and, yeah. or the reimagining w- the way these movies are rolling right now with the box office and everything. There, there's not going to be a hiatus, right? They, they, they're going to keep that money train going. Uh, how are they going to do it with like all these contracts coming to an end now? I don't know. It's a really pretty interesting time, right? Like, what's going to happen? We should we should have you know?
1: a we should do a podcast where we let's let's recast the Avengers. It'd be interesting oh, to see like that. who we could put together. Who we assemble? Who are the right? new
0: Avengers? Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do that for. Uh, a future episode
1: I know Carl Urban will be in there somewhere <laughs> but he's already in the MCU
0: yeah yeah once you've crossed that line you can't really <laughs> you know do that but you know that that's a, that's a really good question I think I totally think we should do that yeah okay so I think we can wrap it up um you know we did say we were going to like do some spoiler stuff on thor ragnarok i don't know if we need to do that um maybe we'll save it for another one (laughs) yeah yeah let's 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 let this be completely uh thor ragnarok spoiler free
1: wait a minute no let's talk about (laughs) let's talk a little bit just for a second
0: okay uh just this final few minutes we'll talk spoiler stuff okay go ahead spoilers dr strange okay dude how cool was dr strange in there yeah i liked it i definitely liked it yeah.
1: Did you? So when that, uh, oh, I'm not even gonna go. So when that circle of uh, teleportation like showed up underneath the feet of Loki. Yeah. Did you immediately know who who that was? Um,
0: I I didn't know right away, but I was anticipating it like the whole time. I was like, please let Doctor Strange and Loki meet. And when he showed <laughs> up, I'm like, fuck yeah! Wasn't that the coolest? It was hella funny, and like they did not meet. Just for a brief moment, but just enough for me to be like, yes. You and know? what's
1: cool is that we get Doctor Strange where he's, like, leveled up. I mean, this oh, is yeah, Doctor Strange yeah, where yeah. he's learning his powers. Like, right. he is an expert and a genius in what he's doing. And it's yeah. cool seeing him in his element, mm-hmm. which makes me excited for the next Doctor Strange movie.
0: Yeah, or even avengers infinity war he's ready to fuck shit up he's oh, ready oh, yeah. to take on thanos man
1: yeah yeah dude and he handled thor and loki in a way where thor and loki they didn't know what to do
0: yeah and we're talking like the most powerful characters in this universe right yeah so it, I, I agree like i think so there's been some criticism about dr strange like is is he really necessary it's kind of distracting but i'm totally i totally enjoyed that it wasn't um
1: you know in hindsight it wasn't completely necessary but it was pretty awesome (laughs) yeah
0: i mean you could almost say that for the whole movie it's just this wild fun riot and it's not it's not deep it's not yeah it's not necessary really but it's it's entertaining as hell man you know it's great a lot of fun
1: Thor taking selfies with New Yorkers—that was funny too.
0: There's so many, Again, so many laugh-out-loud moments. So, um, yeah, I think I think we're both on board with uh, giving that one hearty recommendation. Yeah.
1: Oh, I really like Mark Ruffalo, and uh, or more. I like more. I like the Bruce Banner Thor interaction more so than the fighting between Hulk and Thor.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think I might be with you there. Really funny stuff. I love the, his uh, Tony Stark outfit. He's wearing like a Duran Duran T-shirt. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, just good stuff, man.
1: The Point Break reference.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, come yeah, on. Yep. a lot of callbacks. Good stuff, dude. All right, with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry and Rainier.